Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. It's Monday morning here on the Midwest Farm Report. Aaron Zimmerman here with you on a pretty nice Monday morning. Actually had some beautiful, it's almost summer-like weather this weekend, but it looks like we might be turning a little more towards that fall-type weather here this week. Stu Mock, egg meteorologist, will be in with us after just a little bit. But this week is National and Wisconsin's Farm Safety and Health Week. One of the main concerns we face here with farmers and agriculturists is mental health. While September is also Suicide Prevention Awareness Month, Stephanie Hoff got the chance to talk with Susan Springer of the Suicide Prevention Coalition of Iowa County on some challenges that many may be facing and how we can be there to support each other's mental well-being. Then later on, we'll hear from Jeff Swenson, Livestock and Meat Specialist with Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection on a Livestock and Meat update and some challenges that we faced in the cattle harvest last week. Let's get things kicked off here on a Monday morning, September 20th. Whether it's a lot or a little, we need your rainfall reports. The Rural Mutual Rainfall Report is on. Text your rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from because every month we'll pick a winner for a digital weather station courtesy Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Text those rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. The Wisconsin Soybean Association works hard to share the voices of Wisconsin soybean growers at the state and national level. And you can become a member at badgerbean.com. Besides a voice in Washington, WSA members receive free seed, discounted event tickets and products, not to mention news on the latest in soybean research and technology. And being a member of the Wisconsin Soybean Association also makes you a member of the American Soybean Association. So join today at badgerbean.com and help the Wisconsin Soybean Association go to work for you. It won't be long, and maybe you've seen it already. Christmas trees, cut, bound, put on the back of semis, heading down the road. Bob Bosold at the northern end of the world's longest barn. Of course, Wisconsin Christmas trees show up in about every state of the Union when it gets to be the holiday season. And uh, Stephanie, the growers got together. What's the latest on the industry? Is it the healthy here in Wisconsin? Oh, yes, it is, Bob. And let me tell you, it's never too early to talk about Christmas trees in Wisconsin. We're ranked number four in the nation for producing those. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. I talked to Dean Lemke. He's a field manager at Central Wisconsin Evergreens. He's also a part of that Wisconsin Christmas Tree Producers Association. He says it's a good time to be a Christmas tree grower in Wisconsin. One of those reasons is that the pandemic has accelerated business for producers. And this is because of the ease of social distancing when you're picking out your tree and other reasons, too. The wildfires out west brought up the demand for Wisconsin Christmas trees. But first, Dean Lemke shares some of the highlights of that Wisconsin Christmas Tree Growers Producers Association Summer Convention. The group got together in your neck of the woods, Bob, in Merrill. Yep, we have Dad Cap here speaking. We have Marsha Gray from the Christmas Tree Promotion Board is here. 
Rosa Ortega for, uh, do a presentation about getting migrant help through the H-2A program. I've got Chuck Bolte coming up this afternoon talking about fertilizing and GPS testing and spreading the fertilizer that way to try to help us get the perfect tree. And we have a lot of vendors set up selling uh, related items to the Christmas tree industry. Yeah, I want to talk more about uh, the Migrant Help Workshop. Is that something right now, are Christmas tree growers kind of thirsting for help, for labor? Yes, yes. I, I think every industry is, but the Christmas tree industry is. I myself, we we have been in the program for eight years. We're one of the few places that I've always ran into that we do not have a labor shortage. It's worked out very well for us. Now, when I hear GPS and drones, I always think of row crops, but that's something that Christmas tree producers are looking into as well. Yes, I've been uh, toying with it for the last three years. I'm starting to see some good results, so I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, It's just not beneficial to waste your money putting fertilizer where it's not needed. Or if you need more in a certain area, it's good to know where it is. And uh, so I I just believe that's the proper way to go. It's more efficient, and you're getting the product where you need it. What does turnout look like this year? And before you answer that, did you have a convention last year? No, no, we did not. Uh, We skipped it because of COVID last year, and we did skip both of our winter meetings. It's been a while since we've all gotten together, and it's good to see everybody. And we've had a very good turnout. We had quite a few registrants, and we've had quite a few walk-ons today also, So, which is good to see. We've got a full house. So does it feel like things are going back to normal or is the challenges of the pandemic still showing up in either farming the trees or other business that you guys do? Well, it's it's still around and especially with the uptick that's happening uh, recently here. And I do believe and I think most people in the Christmas tree industry will agree that it's helped our industry. There is a strong demand for the real tree. The sales are brisk. Everybody I've talked to has all of their trees sold for this upcoming season. So it's looking good. It's a good time to be a Christmas tree grower. I think it's family-oriented. Uh, go back to the old times. We've been together, and I that's made a big part of it. This is a good segue now for you to tell me about Central Wisconsin Evergreens. What is the scale? Um, how many acres? How many trees? We have a 1,000 acres total, give or take. Seven to 750 acres of trees right now. There is some in, uh, you know, a crop rotation that does not have trees on it right now. But, uh, you know, we're do a cover crop in between and then get it ready for replanting. So probably the 650 to 700,000 range of trees out in the ground right now. And, well, not all of those will be ready this year, right? Not all of them, correct. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's probably say about it eight-year average to get a good saleable tree you know some 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 species taste take a little longer you know a fraser fir does take a little longer to grow to be real nice uh the scotch pine and white pine do grow a little faster but there's not a very big demand for them right now so it's more of the fir trees balsam canin and fraser are you guys selling directly to people are you selling to or is it like wholesale no we are a wholesale only farm you know, I think in our association, I don't know exactly, but 
pretty close to half of them. Half of the people here are like a choose and cut or a U cut farm that go right to the consumer. But and then there's some of us that do both. But Central Wisconsin is just strictly wholesale. I want to know how the summer has been for this year's tree crop, the crop that will be harvested this winter. We started out uh, with a normal spring, you know, with some rain. And then on Memorial weekend, we had a very bad frost that did damage quite a few trees, especially here in northern Wisconsin. Uh, I do talk to some people down to central or even southern that did have some damage also. But as time has went on, it's pretty much grown out of it. There's some that were damaged, you know, that we won't be able to harvest. But uh, we still got our quota of about trees that we're going to cut. And ever since that time, we at least here in the northern part of the state, have had adequate rain. I know in southern or even in western Wisconsin, they haven't. But uh, we've lucked out there that uh, plenty of rain and they're looking good. Did that frost, did that stunt young trees that won't be harvested for another few years? Or do you think they'll grow out of that too? They'll grow out of it. The most the most we'll see is the ones harvestable this year. Um, you got to do a little extra pruning, stuff like that. And it might set them back a year, but uh, they'll, they're coming out of it pretty good. Better better than I thought that next morning when I went driving around. I was I was pretty upset that morning, but they, they've come come a long way. They're not, not back up to perfect, but really, really close. Did you have any other big weather events um, that maybe sparked some worry? I don't know if hail or high winds. We had a tornado that uh, went with a half mile of my place <laughs> and one of the tree farms, you know, one of the, we've got about 20 different locations. We're not all in one area, so we're spread out enough that, you know, it wasn't all in one place. No major damage. There was a few trees that leaned with the wind and we had to try to go straighten them to get them back to being straight, but uh, that's farming. Yeah, and straightening out the tree is just one of the ways you guys have to maintain those. Oh, you yeah, also have yeah. to shape them, right? I, I mean, what does Correct. it look like now in the fall? How are you prepping them for Christmas? We do our fertilizer program earlier in the year to try to get the good growth of the year. Then we do go through with the pruning most of the summer and into the fall and just shaping the trees. It's ongoing project just to keep them all trimmed up and ready for harvest. Looking outside the borders of Wisconsin, has the extreme heat, wildfires, droughts out west impacted your business at all? I mean, are you guys getting approached by people like, hey, we need more trees? Yes, yes, we have. And I think that's why everybody's uh, um, sold out of their their stock for this year. It's uh, We've been getting calls from all over the country. That's incredible to me because Wisconsin, I mean, we're not even in the top three, right, for Christmas tree production? I know Oregon is number one in the country, and I believe Washington State is number two. Michigan is number three, so Wisconsin comes in fourth. thought I had heard, like, uh, over 650,000 trees were planned on being cut this year. It's too bad, but I guess other states' misfortune is kind of good for us. Correct. It's uh, uh, it's a challenge every year to you know to try to get a good crop of trees out to to the consumers and and the convention just does uh, we all get together and talk and learn from each other so it's a good thing to get together. It was lastly, Dean, when when consumers go out to pick out their tree or go to you know a parking lot to pick one out, will the tree they'll be happy with this year's crop? Oh, I believe so. Yep. Yep, 
there's a lot of good trees, especially coming from Wisconsin. And will prices look good, or, or will people have to um, dig I, deep? I am expecting they will go up uh, somewhat this year, uh, uh, just like everything else, though. I don't think they'll go over over abundance, but uh, I, I'm a, I'm a expecting probably like a 10 to 15 percent price hike. But that's, I think that's average about anything uh, you buy nowadays also. So it's just the price of everything else has gone up. Again, that's Dean Lemke of the Wisconsin Christmas Tree Producers Association and Central Wisconsin Evergreens. Also at the Christmas Tree Producers Summer Convention, they vote on which tree will go to the Wisconsin State Capitol for Christmas. Silent Night Evergreens of Endeavor, Wisconsin won the competition out of six trees. Dean Lemke also had his tree competing. He got third place. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Hoff. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go? Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. Odds are you're hiring to free up time, not lose more. With Indeed, you get the platform that delivers four times more hires than all other sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Post a job and say you're hired. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. I do solemnly I am swear a federal employee. that I will support and defend. I am a customs and border protection officer. My job is to keep my country Against safe. all enemies. We work to make the national banking system safe and sound. I am proud to work for America. Go to theyworkforus.org. What have we here? Crackers. At least I think they are. They're in a cellophane wrapper. There are two of them. Crackers always travel in pairs. They snap like crackers. Crumble like them, too. Nine out of ten cracker eaters would give them a positive ID. But these aren't crackers. They're dinner. Jim Krevix for five days straight. There are people like Jim all across Madison. And because the need is there, so are we. This year... We'll supply people like Jim over $950,000 in food through Dane County's busiest food pantry. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in clothing, shelter, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. If you need to know about farming, then you need to know Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Time now for your Compere Financial Ag Weather Update here on a Monday with Stu Muck, Ag Meteorologist. Now, Stu, it was a beautiful weekend this weekend. My wife and I went out to the apple orchard and uh, picked some apples. And, you know, it was a little bit warmer, I think, than usually when we've been out to an apple orchard. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yesterday, a lot of upper 80s and 90 officially at La Crosse. I see some high record temperatures were set in Minnesota yesterday in the upper 80s and almost 90. Very, very warm. Not at all what you expect for mid-September. I've already got fresh applesauce, though, all canned on the counter. So we were right there with you this weekend. 
it was a great weekend. There's rain today. And in fact, some of those folks in north central and northeast Minnesota have seen over a quarter inch of rain already this morning. Radar indicates the activity spreading from north central to southwest Minnesota, northwest Iowa. A band of showers with a little activity further back in the Dakotas. There's a cool front that's moving east and southeast from north central to southwest Minnesota. That front will march east and on into Wisconsin by late this afternoon. Eau Claire, La Crosse, maybe Boston could have a shower. I'd say oh, 3 o'clock or so. The rest of us further east don't start falling in line until 4 and 5 and then later this evening. But there will be rain, and this system is pulling some moisture up out of the south. In fact, uh, Tropical Depression Nicholas trying to feed some moisture up to the south could mean just a stray sprinkle in far southeast Wisconsin already this morning. But that moisture works together with that cold front, and we see rain. That's why I expect it adds up. And in fact, through the night, especially in western Wisconsin, Eau Claire, La Crosse, Austin, you're talking rain amounts that could be up in the one or even two inch range. A little further east, we may talk up to one or one and a half inches of rain, but some real heavy rain falling through the night could be just some localized wind gusts with this or a little hail. The chance of severe storminess, you know, a thunderstorm or something, pretty slim. But the rainfall is going to be the event. That cool front clears out. And in fact, any talk of rain already ends Tuesday. But it will be a lot cooler from yesterday, way in the upper 80s to around 80 or so today, down in the mid-60s, cooler than normal. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, a small depression, a small disturbance may mean a small chance of a little sprinkly rain to wrap up the week toward Friday. Temperatures then slowly warm back toward normal through the weekend. I'll have forecast details right after this. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. All right, Stu, it looks like that... uh, Weather is going to turn a little bit more fall-like, it sounds like you say. And what about rain ahead? Is it kind of the rain today and then it dries up for a while after that again? Yeah, we do get the rain, especially tonight, and then we stay pretty dry toward the end of the week. But it will be cool through midweek as well. Today, clouds roll in, and it's in the mid or late afternoon in western Wisconsin and toward the evening that showers and even thunderstorms roll in. That rain sticks around through the night. Today, up toward 80 or so with the south winds at 5 to 15. The rain overnight back into the upper 50s with the south winds 5 to 15 becoming west in the night. A small chance of rain early tomorrow in eastern and southern Wisconsin. Otherwise, partly sunny, cooler. Mid-60s, well, 67 could be a warm spot with the northwest winds at 5 to 15. Sunny on Wednesday, mid-60s. North winds at 5 to 10. About the same for Thursday. And that small chance of rain later Thursday night or into the day Friday. But until that time, it does sound like fall conditions will be here with the uh Autumn autumn equinox, autumnal equinox coming up on the 22nd. That's on Wednesday. It's probably going to feel pretty much like fall at that time. But I guess the big news, Aaron, is that rain, a good inch to inch and a half, maybe two in western Wisconsin yet tonight. Uh, no doubt going to be a lot more wet for tomorrow morning. 
Sounds like it'll help out the pastures a little bit for the livestock people, but then, uh, you know, be plenty dry for people to start harvest otherwise. Yeah, yeah. We've been, a lot of corn's been moved in my neighborhood, manure been hauled too already, but I think we're going to have a, a slower get back after we get through tonight and after all that rain. All righty. Well, that's your Compere Financial Ag Weather Update with Ag Meteorologist Stu Muck. Compere Financial, your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit compere.com for updates about Compere Financial. Thanks, Stu, and have a great day. You too. We'll catch you later. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Landscape Envy? That's what you create when you add Kalani Wash Decorative Stone to your landscape. Choose from our selection of multicolored stones for around trees, shrubs, and under decks. Plus, we offer gravel stone for walkways, driveways, and a base for patio bricks and retaining walls. Visit KalaniTopsoil.com or you can simply pick it up at our awesome processing plant. Kalani Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. And good-looking decorative stone. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural-looking results you desire. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. In Disney's The Lion King, and in our world, fatherhood plays an important role. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov to learn more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Attorney John Rihala with Clifford and Rihala. When you ride a motorcycle, you can face serious risks from cars around you. It's a fact. Some car drivers don't watch for motorcycles, and they don't see you. Even if they do, some cars don't give bikes the space they need to drive safely. A collision between a motorcycle and a car can be devastating. If this happens to you, we can help. At Clifford and Rihala, we know that motorcycle riders can suffer life-changing injuries in a crash, and we can help you recover the compensation you deserve. If you or someone you care for has been in a motorcycle crash, Call Clifford and Rihala for a free consultation. We'll fight to help you receive your maximum recovery. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com.
Jewelry is always the perfect gift for that special someone. You want to go to Goodman's Jewelers, where they have the experience and patience to work with you to find that perfect diamond. Pendant necklace, diamond earrings, engagement ring. It'll be a one of a kind and all yours at Goodman's Jewelers, a couple blocks from the Capitol on State Street. On August 25th, 2021, the Madison Police Department was contacted by a Wisconsin resident living outside of Dane County. The reporting party told MPD that they received a call from a 608 area code. The caller identified himself as a fundraiser working on behalf of MPD collecting money for injured officers. When reporting the incident, the reporting party said they did not provide any money to the caller and that the caller hung up when the reporting party told them they were uncomfortable with the call. MPD is not involved in any telephone-based fundraising efforts and will not attempt to collect funds over the phone for any reason. MPD would like to remind residents to be extremely cautious if providing funds to anyone over the phone. Never provide funds in the form of gift cards and contact your local police department if you're suspicious of a call you have received. If you have any information regarding similar calls, please contact the Madison Police Department at 255-2345. If you wish to remain anonymous, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can receive up to $1,000 in cash rewards for tips that lead to an arrest. This looks like a car. Has tires. Headlights, a hood. Windshield wipers. The doors look like car doors. Open like them too. There's a front seat and back seat, steering wheel. 99.9% of the time, this would be a car. But it's not. This is a bedroom. Anita Washington's for five weeks. There are people like Anita all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, We'll provide Anita and other women, children, and men with nearly 20,000 nights of shelter. Just one part of more than $1.4 million in food, clothing, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. I think with the roster that they currently have, it gives them the the best chance to be good and to beat teams because they have so many guys that can do so many different things at Mm -hmm. a a really good level. But, man, if they just had Christian Yelich at the level that he was at in 18 or 19, this would – I think they would – I would bet them to beat the Dodgers. (laughs) I I wouldn't say NLCS or bus if Christian Yelich was playing like the the caliber of Christian Yelich from two, three years ago. You'd say World Series. I would say or it's bust. World Series or bust. Man. All right, we'll we'll dive more into this roster for the Milwaukee Brewers. We're talking about Brewers right now, Rowdy. We were talking to Brewers earlier today, and it was about the team itself. You know, talking about Christian Yelich. Could Christian Yelich be that guy come October? And um, you know, zero percent. Like his average stays the same. He's not really getting on base. Or no, zero percent for on fire. Zero percent being like how he was earlier in the season, striking out a bunch, never getting on base, to 100% he's in fuego, he's totally on fire, like NBA Jam, he's on fire, just doing it all on the plate. And you gave him uh, 25%. 25%. Because 50% we defined as someone that was going to hit for average but not much production. Yeah. So, Yelly, you gave him 25%, which is like, I mean, it's not the greatest. Is he kind of like 25% right now? Or is he a little higher than that? Well, because he had a pretty good. Two when did span. you go on vacation? That was two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago. Staycation, three weeks ago. It's got to be longer than that. Three weeks ago, three. I think it was three because weeks because it ago. was before Badger season. Yeah. So yeah, the week before the week before Badger so, season. So going, this would be the 
so about that would have been about a month ago. Man, has that already been that long? Pretty, at three to four weeks. Yeah. Okay. We'll go so with that. well, anyways, Ben and I were on here. Mm-hmm. We were talking about Christian Yelich, and he wanted to talk about his Christian Yelich back, and he was a hundred percent on that horse that Christian Yelich was back. Now remember, now he's really changed his tune. That's cool yeah. Day. This was. When Christian Yelich was in the midst of like a five to seven game hitting streak, he was just starting to hit the ball. He was just starting to to take better at bats where he's hitting the ball the other way. Still wasn't crushing, commanding at bats, like just, yeah, hitting home runs, making that, that real powerful contact where he was sending the ball into the stands or deep into the gaps. Mm -hmm. But he was just starting to sit back on pitches, shoot the ball the other way and make solid contact. Now he ended up, uh, not only doing that, but continuing to hit really well for like a solid three, three to four weeks. And he ended up putting a really productive month together, hitting the baseball. Yep. Now there wasn't a ton of produ- uh, production behind it. There wasn't a ton of home runs, but it was nice to see Christian Yelich was hitting the baseball and, and actually hitting the ball hard. Yeah. And he asked me, how is he not back yet? And I'm like, dude, I have to see this for more than a week. Like Ben, like dove into the deep end. He was swimming in He it. was all in on Christian Yelich's back. Like, uh, I think he's listening right now. He'll tell you a different story t- today. But, man, he was all in. He, he was in. And I just I needed to see it, and I needed to see some run production. Like, it's nice seeing Christian Yelich hit 300, shoot the ball the other way. Yeah, that's great. That's the starting point. That, mm-hmm. That's why I liked what I saw. I need to see more of it. And then once you build on top of that, once you're doing it consistently, you're hitting the ball consistently, now I got to see you put it deep in the gaps. Now I got to see you put it in the stands. Well, he never really he never really got past the uh, hard contact into the gaps. It like, kind of it came kind of back. And now the player that we had for that month of roughly late August, to you know, or I guess uh, mid August to early to mid September. It was like August eighth to September eighth. Yeah, that that Christian Yelich was like the Christian Yelich that you had in Miami. That's a guy that's like borderline All Star. He he's going to perform and look pretty good. That's not the Christian Yelich that Brewer fans came to know and love in 2018 and 2019. Mm-hmm. Now, is it extremely hard to be as good as Christian Yelich was in 2018 and 2019? Yes. yes. I mean, he was he was the odds-on MVP both those years. Correct. Do they need him to be that good? No, not necessarily. If they did, this team... Added bonus. This team's, in my opinion, World Series should be the world... If Christian Yelich was the 18 or 19 version of himself, this team, in my opinion, is the World Series... They're the favorite. Whew. The faves? They're the favorite, in my opinion, if Christian Yelich is in his MVP form. Okay, well, start thinking about this, Rowdy, because I want to ask you about the arms. Can they? If Yelly's going to be like how he is right now, and we've seen a collection of guys step up, pun intended, to the plate and perform in timely fashion, but is it just the arms that are, can do it for him? Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Aaron Zimmerman back here with you on the Midwest Farm Report. Now, from the Alsavia Farm News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday. This week is officially proclaimed the National and Wisconsin Farm Safety and Health Week. September is also National Suicide Prevention Month. 
Mental health is a main focus when talking about people involved in farming and agriculture. And Susan Springer of the Suicide Prevention Coalition of Iowa County joined our Stephanie Hoff to talk a little bit about suicide prevention and what things are looking like here in the state of Wisconsin. September is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. And what better person to have on to talk with us today than the founder of Suicide Prevention Corporation based in Iowa County, Susan Springer. Uh, You're the founder and the outreach specialist for that program. So bring to life for us just the prevalence of this issue in Wisconsin. Yeah, actually, uh, in 2020, there was 820 suicides in the state of Wisconsin as reported by the Department of Health. And from those 820 forever completed suicide, there is 25 attempts. So it's very prevalent, unfortunately. Um, But Suicide Prevention Awareness Month is a perfect time to be talking about it and to break down some stigmas, educate people on some resources. So thank you so much, Stephanie, for having me. I appreciate it. Sue, we're happy to have you on, especially because this issue is really impacting our farming community. Yeah, well, actually, this time of year, everybody's chopping and out in the fields and trying to get their crops in and stuff. So there's a lot of farmers going on very little sleep. Um, very little sleep, lots of stress. A lot of our farmers also are not as much in the fall as they do in the spring, deal with a lot of chemicals that can have side effects that are that can cause depression, which leads to suicide. There's other things that cause depression that leads to suicide. It's head injuries, head trauma. Um, if they fall, get hurt, hit their head on something, getting in or out of the tractor, falling off an ATV, and then not getting that looked at, that can cause uh, depression that leads to suicide, mold exposure. Um, Lyme's disease actually has some depression symptoms that can lead to suicide if it's not caught early enough. Uh, but our our farmers, we need to take care of them, and we, we need them to talk to somebody because that's not something we've traditionally done. It's not something that our grandparents taught us to do. We were always told to, you know, suck it up, nose the grindstone, and keep on going. And we know that that doesn't help us. We know that we can talk to our veterinary or our doctor, a friend, a family member, the guy that cuts our hair. We can talk to any of them, tell them what we're going through, and hopefully get some professional help of some sort. Unfortunately, we have seen a rise in suicides in the state of Wisconsin. Um, but I work, I also work for Journey Mental Health Crisis Mobile Unit, and we have not seen that significantly uh, increase of phone calls to the crisis unit, which is leading people to believe people aren't even calling and asking for help before they kill themselves, which is really sad. We really need to get it across to people that if you are struggling, you need to ask for help and talk to somebody. And if you are a friend, family member, coworker, milk truck driver, feed mill employee, vet that sees someone struggling, don't be afraid to say something. Because I think that's another part of it that people are afraid to say, hey, you're, you seem like you're struggling a little bit or you don't seem the same as you used to be because you don't want to offend anybody. You don't want to make them angry. You don't want to, you know, cause any waves. But what it does is by saying something to them is it breaks down that fear and it says, hey, I'm okay to talk to. Let's have a conversation. I want to see how I can help you and support you get that professional help you need. 
But before that, we need to know the warning signs. I mean, what do you even look for uh, when someone is having a a mental health crisis? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, You... People don't find the things that they used to find enjoyable, enjoyable anymore. So they start withdrawing from the things they enjoy, withdrawing from friends, family. Um, Sleep is something that it's hard to say because either they sleep too much and they just don't have the energy to get out of bed or their mind just keeps running and they can't sleep at all. So they have lack of sleep, which also affects your brain and how you can think straight. Um, Some people are maybe in chronic pain from a sickness or an illness or an injury and they don't see any way out of the pain because medications or doctors aren't working, they um, then sometimes decide to kill themselves. Other ones have drug and alcohol um, use increases. Family members pass suicides in their family, maybe a sibling or a parent or a grandparent. That is a telltale sign also. That's an increased rate of suicide. Um, People's eating habits. Either some people are stress eaters and they eat a lot, or other people are stressed and they can't eat at all. But just if you see someone that you know and you know them well, and you can just tell something's off, something's not right, say something. Just ask them because it's not going to hurt. It's just going to let them know that you care about them and that you're willing to be a person for them to talk to. What resources are available for those of us who want to help, who want to take action for our loved ones? Oh, resources. We have great resources. Um, If you go to our website at suicide-iowacountywi.org, we have um, apps you can download on your phone that help with stress, relaxation. Um, We have online therapists that you can go to and sign up with. Then you don't even have to leave your home and you can do your therapy pretty much on your own schedule and you don't have to have transportation to get somewhere. So that's a good resource. Uh, There's a lot of other just helpful hints of what to say to somebody that you think maybe is depressed and maybe suicidal. There's um, information about after someone's attempted a suicide and they live through it and how to deal with that and how to talk to them after that. Because for them, life isn't back to normal either, but they're trying trying to get through it and there's just ways to support them. There's a lot of resources on our website. There's a National Suicide hotline that um, people can text or call. There's both options there. So if you go to our website, um, you can really find a lot. The Iowa County, Wisconsin hotline is 800-362-5717. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. And you can find these numbers again at suicide-iowacountywi.org. Thank you, Susan, for being here today. Again, Sue Springer, founder and outreach coordinator for Suicide Prevention Corporation based in Iowa County. And for the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff. Whether it's a lot or a little, we need your rainfall reports. The Rural Mutual Rainfall Report is on. Text your rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from because every month we'll pick a winner for a digital weather station courtesy Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Text those rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. We'll take a look at those current commodity markets here in just a second. But first, while this week we get the chance to recognize National and Wisconsin Farm Safety and Health Week, next week we get the chance to celebrate Wisconsin's Agricultural Tourism Week. 
Sheila Everhart, interim executive director with the Wisconsin Agricultural Tourism Association, says that agricultural tourism is a growing contributor to local economies all across our state. She says this is a trend we've seen growing for several years because people want to see how their food is grown and they want personal relationships with producers. In 2019, Wisconsin Tourism brought 112 million visitors and over $21.6 billion to the state. Agricultural tourism is about education, entertainment, relaxation, hands-on experiences, and adventure across Wisconsin's diverse agricultural industry. Visit WIAGtourism.com to find all agricultural tourism opportunities available across the state of Wisconsin. Now let's go ahead and take a look at your current commodity markets here on Monday morning, September 20th. December corn currently at 520 down 7 and a quarter. November soybeans at 1272 and a half down 11 and a half. December wheat currently down 3 and a half at 705 and a quarter. The October milk contract sits at 1726 a hundredweight up 8 cents, while the November contract is unchanged at 1698 a hundredweight. On Friday, barrel cheese finished at 151 up one and three quarters, while 40 pound blocks finished at 179 and a quarter down a quarter. Double A butter finished unchanged on Friday at 179. We'll be right back talking with Jeff Swenson, livestock and meat specialist with the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection. Summer savings are yours at Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection. Replace your water heater and softener in the same visit and get a $100 discount. We've got you covered 24 hours a day, 7 days a week for all your commercial and residential plumbing services. From installation, repairs, and maintenance to complete sewer and drain cleaning. Visit MononaPFP.com. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection. A name you can trust when service is a must. You're well aware of these gigantic mortgage companies that make it seem as though they can do everything for you rather quickly, when in fact, you end up in a call center where everything is cumbersome and expensive. Learn about our local process at educatedmortgage.com. Educated Mortgage, the smartest way home. Call Dan, the Mortgage Man. NMLS number 222652. You rarely think about it, and it often goes unnoticed until your basement or building floods. A reliable sump pump can be a lifesaver, preventing flooding by detecting water levels and pumping the water back outside, away from your home or business. If your sump pump isn't functioning, contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. They can replace your existing sump pump, floats, and check valves. They'll even upgrade your current system to include a battery backup system. The battery makes sure your system continues to work in the event of a power outage. Away from home? Receive pump activation alerts on your smart device. Enjoy peace of mind and improve the value of your property with an upgraded sump pump from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. 
From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Some interesting things going on in the livestock and meat industry right now. And Jeff Swenson, livestock and meat specialist with the Wisconsin Department of Ag Trade and Consumer Protection, is with me. Now, Jeff, first off, we've experienced some disruptions here in the cattle processing side of things. Tell me a little bit about that and how that might affect things. Yeah, it, it, it was one of those situations where we came off of a, of a smaller harvest week because we had Labor Day. And, and so most of the plants were dark on, on Monday. So just as we were looking forward to getting back to business in a larger harvest week, we heard that there was a fire at a JBS facility in Grand Island, and it didn't affect uh, the actual production uh, area. It was more in the rendering phase, and it was a roof fire. But that really set panic. Everybody in the, in the sector was really holding their breath, uh, wanting to, to know how this was going to affect cattle movement and, and harvest numbers for the week. While they were closed on Monday and, and tried to divert cattle to other plants, they were back online Tuesday and full production by Wednesday of this week. While that was going on, there were it, it didn't make uh, the big news splash that the fire in, in Grand Island did, but Tyson had some slowdowns and was offline for a while because of computer issues. No real issue, uh, no real news on what those computer issues were, but it did uh, mean that uh, there was no production there for a short period of time at those plants. So we really are at a point where we want to make sure that we're moving as many cattle through the system as we can. Demand is still strong. Uh, producers have livestock to sell. And, of course, we want those producers to get the, the highest possible price. So we want to, to maximize uh, harvest capacity every chance we can. So it looks like we, we made it through this. It will impact the final uh, weekly harvest numbers, but it looks like the worst is behind us as far as that goes. Well, that sounds like good news, definitely. You know, let's talk a little bit about the fact that, you know, since these processors are somewhat behind, that these little setbacks, you know, can be kind of a bigger deal maybe now than they would have been before or maybe even than they necessarily would look like. Yeah, I've said it several times before, and, and I'm, I've certainly talked to you and, and your listeners about it, Aaron, that we used to talk about shackle space as really being the the limiting factor as far as capacity goes. That's not necessarily the case right now. It's in, it's employ, uh, employees and having enough employees to, to actually do the work once those cattle uh, and hogs, for that matter, are at the, the plants. So we uh, continue to wrestle with that. We know that some uh, extended unemployment benefits ran out or were discontinued on Labor Day, so we'll see how that affects the uh, number of employees available to these plants. And we do know that there are, you know, they might be a long way in the horizon, but we, we are seeing some smaller or medium-sized facilities coming online. Uh, news uh, recently that American Foods Group is looking to build a new plant. Some other smaller plants uh, regionally are also looking to build. So we will have more competition going forward. We do know that uh, cattle numbers are probably going to lessen uh, as we move forward in the next couple of years. Now, being that we kind of already have an employment issue, I guess, with a lot of, you know, a lot of industries, agriculture and everywhere, when when these companies are going to be bringing these new pro- processing plants online and trying to, you know, work through harvesting these cattle faster and being more efficient, are they going to have issues filling employment there? Or how, I guess, how have they thought about planning for that part of it? The, the, the short answer is yes. They will have uh, difficulty finding employees. They will be competing with uh 
other sectors, not just agriculture and not just meat processing uh, specifically, but these new facilities will certainly implement uh, automated systems and, and uh, things will be a, a much more automated uh, and much more production-oriented, like uh, uh, building of cars and things like that going forward. So we are seeing uh, robotics and, and other parts of the world that's starting to move into uh, into the United States and North America. So we will see meat processing look a little bit different at these new plants. Now let's talk a little bit about numbers. Uh, you talked about you know cattle numbers maybe lessening. I saw some interesting thing in your report about that the U.S. dairy cow inventory is the largest since 1995, but the beef cow herd continues to decrease. How is that kind of going to affect things going forward and is that going to affect you know the colored cattle versus dairy cattle how i mean what are things going to look like in those respects yeah i think that there's a a few different uh moving parts in your question so we know that the beef cattle numbers are decreasing based on drought and wildfires and profitability uh i just uh heard a report or an interview with dr scott brown who's an associate uh, extension professor of egg economics at the university of missouri and I think that he usually has a pretty good handle on on forecasting uh, outlooks for numbers. And he wouldn't be surprised, he said, if if beef cow numbers are 1% to 1.5% lower come January 1st, that'll be our next big report, inventory report, uh, then that we're going forward. Now, that's a a fairly big dent. It doesn't sound like much, but that would be a fairly big dent in the cow herd. That means fewer calves. Conversely, dairy... uh, we, we are seeing uh, contraction and consolidation in the dairy world, so we are seeing uh, farms exit, but those, we're not necessarily, necessarily seeing fewer cows. So our, our dairy farms are getting bigger uh, in a nutshell. So, you know, we, we and, and with that, you know, something when we talk about beef production, uh, in Wisconsin, we, we take the, the dairy breed steer component for granted. It's just part of uh, the makeup of our state. And now we're seeing these beef crosses, and these beef crosses are, are something that the market is trying to, to learn more about is from a consistency standpoint. But they will, uh, they will slowly become a larger part of our beef production going forward. Gotcha. Now, with this cow herd, you know, continuing to shrink, we talk about, like, now – maybe, you know, flooding of the market with some market cows, those kind of things. But you say next time we're going to have less calves. Is that going to kind of maybe create an upswing in the beef market when we have less animals on feed in a year or two? It it sure should. So we would, uh, first of all, see our cow-calf producers seeing higher profitability, or at least we would think so that the market is indicating that because we'll have fewer feeder cattle and there will be more competition for those feeder cattle by feedlots. And then conversely, the feedlots should be more profitable because there will be fewer fed cattle. And uh, based on some of the things we just talked about, hopefully there will be more uh, harvest capacity built into this system and we will uh, overcome some of these employment issues, hopefully. So that will put some bargaining power in the farmer's hands, and we haven't seen that uh, basically since the beginning of COVID. Well, I'm sure there will be plenty of people happy to hear that news and that things are looking bright going forward. That is Jeff Swenson, Livestock and Meat Specialist with the Wisconsin Department